Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. On Monday, President Joe Biden announced new executive actions to jumpstart his stalled clean energy agenda, promising to waive the possibility of solar import tariffs for two years while also invoking the Defense Production Act to boost domestic manufacturing. The moves are an attempt to balance the administration's goals of rebuilding the country's manufacturing sector while also accelerating solar deployment. That's important since the sector has been warning that its growth has been slowed by a Commerce Department investigation into whether companies based in four Southeast Asian countries have dodged tariffs on Chinese shipments of solar equipment to the U.S. So today, Politico's Kelsey Tamburino breaks down the latest moves from the president, how key sectors are reacting, and how this all fits into Biden's clean energy strategy. It's Tuesday, June 7th. Kelsey, the Biden administration announced new executive actions meant to calm trade turmoil threatening the president's solar, energy, and climate goals. So what exactly were those moves? Yeah, so the White House on Monday took a pretty dramatic step and announced that it was going to initiate a 24-month pause on tariffs for new solar imports, basically allowing developers to source modules and cells from the four countries that are subject to this ongoing probe at the Commerce Department that has really riled up the U.S. solar industry. And that was the big step that they took on Monday. But they also authorized the Energy Department to use the Defense Production Act to expand manufacturing of solar panel parts, but also other components outside of the solar industry, including heat pumps and power grid infrastructure like transformers. Wow, so that's a lot of stuff there. And we know these actions come after intense lobbying from solar project developers, environmentalists, and even some Democrats in Congress. So are those who are concerned about the Commerce Department's solar trade probe and what it is doing to stalling solar deployment, do they feel like these moves are satisfactory to offset some of those concerns? Yeah, I think opponents of this probe are pretty thrilled with the announcement Monday from the White House. Last month, the White House held a call with some Democratic senators that opposed this probe and expressed really concerns of how it could undercut the Biden administration's climate goals. And during that meeting, we're told that the administration said they would be taking some sort of action to help the solar industry. And it had been unclear what that would really be. U.S. developers have been calling for expedited preliminary determination in this commerce probe. But outside of that, it had been unclear what they could really do, what authorities they had to help the U.S. solar industry in this case. And so the announcements Monday are pretty dramatic. And SIA, the Solar Energy Industries Association, said that this is basically much needed relief and that it'll go a long way in helping. And we've seen similar statements from other opponents of the probe and lawmakers who say this is really much needed action and that it will, in fact, help start these projects again. Right. And how is this plan, though, being received by U.S. solar manufacturers who support the Commerce Probe? 
I think what we should expect to see is some sort of litigation, I think, to come out of this. We've already seen Oxen Solar, who is the manufacturer at the heart of the commerce probe, really come out and say that the president is interfering in commerce's process and that this is a potentially illegal action. Obviously, the White House will say that that's not the case here. And we're also seeing other manufacturers kind of say the same thing. One, they're saying that they weren't consulted ahead of time on these announcements, but they also think that it's really not going to do much to spur manufacturing and instead is going to cater to China and allow them to continue to dump product and circumvent U.S. duties. So it remains to be seen a little bit of the next steps here in terms of the legal authority and whether or not we'll see challenges. But I think it's likely, given just the surprise we saw from the manufacturers, a lot of manufacturers, I should say, not all, but surprise that the administration was taking these actions and just the fact that they say that they weren't consulted ahead of time. Yeah. And so combined, what do these moves tell us about how President Biden is trying to achieve these twin goals of accelerating clean energy deployment while also promoting U.S. manufacturing, because it seems like this has been a defining challenge of his administration. And if you look at these two moves, it feels like, you know, he's trying to pursue both of these goals. Is that how you read it? Yeah, I think, you know, you're right that this is not the first time that the administration and the president has come up against this challenge of domestic politics and his climate goals. We similarly saw a back and forth between domestic manufacturers and solar developers in this fight over the 201 tariffs or Trump era tariffs that the administration had to decide whether or not to extend and also over Xinjiang forced labor concerns and the WRO that the administration ultimately put in place there last year. So this is something that the administration has come up against time and time again. And I think this is their attempt to kind of show that deployment doesn't need to conflict with trade laws and that there's a way to approach this where both sides can be catered to. But I think it remains to be seen, as I said, whether or not that is a rationale that manufacturers really think is going to work. They have some concerns about the role of the Defense Production Act here and how much you can really do to build up U.S. capacity. Right now, the U.S. is really being undercut by China in terms of just higher costs in the solar industry, but also higher labor costs. And it remains to be seen if the Defense Production Act can really long-term bring manufacturing back to the U.S. A lot of folks I spoke to have pointed to, and on Monday still pointed to, the need to pass clean energy tax credits, particularly the SEMA legislation that would boost solar manufacturing to really bring that long-term certainty to the industry. And I think given that that's still stalled on the Hill, it really does remain to be seen how effective this push is going to be for domestic manufacturing in the U.S. Also, the Interior Department is proposing to change how it enforces the Endangered Species Act to allow the agency to safeguard land that a protected species might be forced to migrate to due to climate change and commercial development. The proposed rulemaking from Interior's Fish and Wildlife Service would revise regulatory language to allow the agency to introduce a segment of a threatened or endangered species into a habitat that's outside of its current footprint in probable historical range. The move comes after the Biden administration spent much of last year rolling back Trump-era changes to the Endangered Species Act, and after the United Nations released a report last month that estimated that the pace of endangerment is increasing, with a million species globally threatened with extinction in the coming decades. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy.
Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron is exploring ways to expand their hydrogen fuel production to help make heavy-duty transport lower carbon? Find out more at chevron.co slash hydrogen fuel.